It's time for episode 277 of the Clockwise Podcast from Relay FM, recorded Wednesday, January 16th, 2019. Clockwise, four people, four tech topics, 30 minutes. Welcome back to Clockwise, the tech podcast that ticks the talk and walks the walk. I am your co-host, Dan Morin, and I am joined across the internet by my co-host, Mr. Micah Sargent. How are you doing today, Micah? I'm doing well. I'm walking the walk. Excellent. Are you also talking the talk? Because this is a show where we talk. Just so you, you know. know I'm, I, I'm, I'm getting ready for that. You get, you got to start with the walk before you can run, and then you run, and then you talk. Okay. All right. When do you chew gum? I'm, I've lost track. <laughs> That's somewhere in there. All right. All right. Good. Okay. Well, this is, of course, the tech podcast where we talk about tech topics with two fantastic guests. To my left this week, it's a web editor at Texas Standard and the host of the Parallel Podcast right here on Relay FM. It's Shelly Brisbane. Welcome back, Shelly. Thanks, Dan. It's great to be back. It is great to have you. And to my left, a first timer here on Clockwise, it's Indie iOS developer and developer of the new Capsicum app. It's Ish Shabazz. Hello, Ish. Hello. How are you guys doing? Doing well and happy to have you here. Happy to be here. All right. I'll kick things off today with a uh, fairly new story. The iPod Touch is rumored to be coming back, as is the iPad Mini. Given that it seems like Apple products just don't stay dead, what is a what is a device or other service or software that you'd like to see revived from Apple? Shelley? I feel as if I've said this a few times before, but uh, I already miss the iPhone SE, and it's barely dead. So please bring <laughs> it back and make it faster. <laughs> uh, I would like to see the iPod Zombie come. No, wait. Uh, no, I would. I think that the the iPad Mini honestly is that product that I'd like to see revived. I see that uh, you know a lot of people seem to be kind of excited that there are rumors that the iPod Touch might get a revival, but the iPad Mini is the device for me. I've always loved that thing, and. You know, we've got these bigger phones now, and they are slowly creeping up to the size of the iPad mini. But I still think there's a place in my heart and my hand and my palm for that tablet of tiny proportions. Ish, what are your thoughts? So um, I'm going to go with the service. I don't know if this has happened uh, worldwide or nationwide yet, but I missed the Genius Bar. My local Apple store, they ripped that out, and now there's just kind of some stools that kind of sit down. They're super duper low, and I just kind of miss the Genius Bar. I like it. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, I, yeah they make you sit at a table now. It's super weird. I was a little <laughs> hoping that uh, you, when you said service, you were going to say eWorld because, yeah, eWorld, mm. come on, bring that back. <laughs> Uh, the one I'm going to pick actually is the airport, which is near and dear to my heart. I'm still using an old airport, uh, extreme and I loved the airport express. It was sort of my go-to device for family and friends who just didn't want to deal with managing their, their networks. I would pop one in and just be like, don't worry about it. Forget about it. And it ran very smoothly. And when I invariably was called to fix a problem, it was usually pretty easy. And I know networking technology has evolved a lot since then. We're all into the mesh networking these days. But I would love an Apple mesh network product. I just think that would be delightful. And I'm really worried, honestly, about what I'm going to do when my, when my airport eventually dies. I don't know what I'll replace it with. Thanks for your thoughts on that. Let us go to our second topic, which comes from Shelley. 
So speaking of the iPod Touch, words that are probably not said very often on Clockwise. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I am a fan of the iPod Touch. I, uh, I wrote a story about it uh, three years ago, uh, commending it to everyone's attention. And we'll talk about that a bit more later. But is there a product out there in the world, uh, perhaps like the iPod Touch, perhaps not, that, that you love that no one else does? An underdog, if you will, that you think is great, but everybody else, maybe you even get laughed at for, for loving it? Wowza. Um, so th- I, I don't. I don't have one that I, you know, absolutely am sort of embarrassed to talk about. But based on the trends of nerds at this time, uh, I get a little worried when I bring up the fact that I love the keyboard that I use for my iPad Pro, which is just the, I think it's, what's it called? The smart keyboard case or something like that, where it's just that chiclet style uh little tippy tappy mouse tap dancing keyboard and it's built right into the case i love how it sounds i love how it feels and the keyboard that i use day to day is just apple's good old what is it magic keyboard uh and and i think that that is it's a great keyboard for me but uh apparently you're not a true nerd unless you're using one of those very loud very ancient clicky keyboards that uh, just makes so much noise. I, I'm not. I'm not all about that noise. I like my the the key travel is just enough, but it's not too much. The keys are squared, and I can I can feel between the different ones, and I can very quietly type in case there's something that I need to look up while we're doing clockwise, and we don't <laughs> want the microphone to hear. Uh, Ish, what is your shame? <laughs> I guess my shame is the uh, the magic touch bar. I absolutely love it, and that is not a popular opinion. And wow. for a while, I was a little worried it was going to go away because when the um, when the iMac Pro came out, there was no sign of it being on the new fancy uh, dark keyboard. Um, but it was kind of um, updated a little bit in the last uh, MacBook Pro refresh. So I guess that we have it for a little bit. But yeah, I love it, and no one else seems to. <laughs> I'm casting my eyes around my office looking for something that I feel like is underloved. I think the thing I've probably taken the most flack, and certainly it's not an unpopular product necessarily, but certainly among some of the tech circles that I find myself in, it gets derided a lot, would be the the Echo, um, the Amazon Echo. Because, you know, there's obviously people have lots of privacy concerns or they're weirded out about talking to a robot, but it has been, frankly, the voice control technology aspect of that has been just a one of the biggest revolutions in tech for me in the last couple of years it's just having this sort of ubiquitous computing device where you can just be like oh hold on i had this question i need answered um or i'd like to just start playing the radio without having to fiddle around with my iphone um it's it's been a huge change but yeah i I know it's not people's everybody's cup of tea uh, and I've definitely taken my share of criticism from people. Uh, so I think that's probably the closest I can think of to sort of an, an underdog product that I really am in favor of. So I do love the iPod Touch. And I looked back at this post I wrote three years ago when I was defending it when the, the, the sixth generation was coming out. And I realized that some of my ardor has cooled because at that time... It was uh, just after the Apple Watch had been released, and I wasn't on board with that yet. And I was like, wait, I've got this iPod Touch that performs all the functions that people think an Apple Watch is good for, checking things remotely when you don't have your phone, listening to podcasts, that sort of thing. 
And I, I still think you can make that case. I'm, I'm a little less passionate because in the interim, uh, my iPod Touch uh, went and died and I became more of a uh, phone-centric person, even though my phones keep getting bigger, which is sort of a problem. I mentioned before, I like the iPhone SE. I love the small form factor where you can hold something in your hand. It's a little internet device. It has all your podcasts or your audio stored up there so you don't have to uh, worry about whether you have a cellular connection or not. And uh, it is a good, uh, you know, you could call it a remote control. You can call it an extension of your phone. But um, it's it's my little friend, and I've enjoyed having those things in my pocket. Don't know whether the seventh generation is in the cards for me or not, but uh, I, I want to pour one more drink out for the iPod Touch, <laughs> which is very much unloved. Do you ever pull it out and tell people to say hello to your little friend? <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I should. That is a great idea. I'm full of great ideas. Uh, well, we'll get back, to, <laughs> we'll get, which we'll get back to. But right now, that's two topics down, which of course means it is halftime here on Clockwise. And this week's episode is brought to you by our good friends at FreshBooks. Look, everybody likes to save time, but it is especially important when you are a freelancer. And I can speak to some experience with that one. Our friends at FreshBooks can save you up to 192 hours with their super simple cloud accounting software for freelancers by simplifying tasks like invoicing, tracking expenses, and getting paid online. FreshBooks has drastically reduced the time it takes for over 10 million people to deal with their paperwork. FreshBooks automates late payment email reminders. You can spend less time chasing payments and more time working your magic. And with the new projects feature, you can share files and messages with your clients, contractors, and employees. You'll see how quickly things happen when all your conversations live in one place. If you're listening to this and you're not using FreshBooks yet, what are you waiting for? Now is the time to try it. FreshBooks is offering an unrestricted 30-day free trial for listeners of this very show with no credit card required. All you have to do is go to freshbooks.com slash clockwise and enter clockwise in the how did you hear about us section. We'd like to thank FreshBooks for the support of this show and all of Relay FM. Okay, halftime is over. We're right back to it. Micah, what do you got for us? So Nike has announced some new app-enabled auto-lacing shoes called, I believe, Adapt. Uh, they are meant for basketball players, but, you know, I would imagine that there are going to be lots of uh, non-basketball players who pick up these shoes. I'm curious, what is some future tech that you feel you're owed that hasn't yet come available? Something you've read about in a book or watched on a movie that's like, where is my blank? We should have this by now. Ish, we'll start with you. You know, I was thinking about that, and um, almost all my childhood dreams from the 80s have come true. But what I'd like is uh, a working theory, like a theory like it is, but if it worked. (laughs) You're owed that, darn it. Throw in some shade. I like it. Um, Well, I'm going to continue along the similar vein as Micah, just to say, like, so the the auto-lacing Nike shoes, clearly just a page right out of Back to the Future 2. Uh, mm-hmm. And I believe they made like a limited version of those shoes at one point in the last couple of years. So mm-hmm. as long as we're talking about Back to the Future 2, clearly I want to know where my hoverboard is. Because <laughs> I, let me tell you, I remember talking with my friends, you know, in 1989 or whenever that movie came out about, you know, oh, you know, there are, you know, they made hoverboard, real hoverboards. I'm not talking about those things with wheels. I'm talking about the actual like floating hoverboards. And like when we were kids, everyone was like, oh, you know, they made them, but they were too dangerous. They couldn't release them. Uh, that was like, the, that was like the rumor that per- percolated around school I when that. I was that age. Uh, yeah, Mattel actually has hoverboards in a lab. Uh, you know, my uncle saw one. <laughs> 
Uh, so I totally want I totally want those totally dangerous would really get a lot of people in trouble hoverboards. All we've got are electric scooters. This is terrible. So uh, yeah, get on the hoverboards and then just ramp that right up to the flying cars and we're good. Shelly, what about you? So I made a mistake in interpreting this question and I ignored the part that said something you've seen in a movie. And, and I think that's good because an awful lot of movies are created by dudes. And the, things, the thing that I want is not something a lot of dudes would think of because I'm a female person and I would like something I could stick my head in and, and have my hair styled perfectly, beautifully, quaffed each day so that I, who am challenged in that area, wouldn't have to worry about it. And I, I haven't seen that in the movie yet, although there are plenty of actresses who look as if well, they have people to do that. They don't need robots, but I want a robot. Yeah, I guess that could be uh, the Jetsons is, is what, I, what yeah. I can do for that. Yeah, <laughs> close. <laughs> uh, all great answers on that. I am going to have to go with a replicator. Um, I just think we need to have a dog on replicator. <laughs> wait, wait, is that a Everyone, replicator for replicating dogs? Is that what you're saying? Oh my goodness! That, now, <laughs> no, uh, now it's not now that, it. but it should be. Yeah, now you've now you've really gone and and and, and done it. But uh, pretty much everything that's been on the list, I think, would be super cool to have. But yeah, I I'm just waiting for my replicator, and you know, I we'll eventually get there. I remember having a dream one time that I had one of those uh, Mattel hoverboards and. <laughs> a a pair of self-lacing shoes this was a, as a kid and i woke up and i was so sad that in my bunk bed like laying next to me i literally checked when i woke up and there was no hoverboard or <laughs> shoes and it just broke my heart i was well, you so can't, sad you can't sleep with your hoverboard in the bed it'll just float up to the ceiling i mean that's, that's probably what happened it's probably yeah. still in the ceiling of my childhood home mm, there Ugh. it is uh, well, thank you all for your answers on that. Let's go to our last topic, which comes from Ish. Okay. So there's rumors floating about that the air power unit is uh, currently under production. It'll be released soon. And just yesterday, I think, Apple released new uh, charging cases for the 2018 phones, the 10S, uh, 10S Max, and the 10R. Um, so I was wondering, uh, are these things that anyone's looking forward to? still or are your charging needs pretty much set at this point you know it's interesting because people have been talking so you know the air power obviously we were thought we were gonna get it last year and i've been really kind of tentatively interested in it i'm convinced it will be way more than i want to spend <laughs> on it but i i really i have a, a chi charger on my desk that's like a little angled stand that i keep my iphone in generally when i'm working on the desk because i like that not only does it charge the phone but it keeps it propped upright and I like the idea of having this pad, this mat on my nightstand, because when I go to bed, I have to plug in my phone, I have to plug in my watch, and it's just, you know, it's like a little, little morass of cables there. And I really wish I could simplify that and just have a pad that I could just pop them down on and be done with it. Uh, and I know other competitors do exist, but, you know, I kind of love the idea of an Apple design pad. I thought it looked pretty good. I thought it would fit well on my nightstand, all that jazz. So I'm still kind of tentatively interested in buying one. Um, I'm a little wary that, you know, all the technological problems that they've had <laughs> might mean that it, you know, maybe, uh, hopefully it doesn't like spontaneously burst into flames at any point. Um, 
But yeah, I, I I kind of am still interested in that. Less so in the battery case. I don't tend to travel that much or really have a need for a battery case. Uh, and when I do, I have just external battery packs that I plug into. That's fine. I don't I don't need a case to go uh, all day for my phone. So, but I am I am interested. I, I'm big on Qi charging, and I think the Air Power could be a cool product, even though it will invariably get lambasted for being late and too expensive. Yeah, I agree with you, Dan. I really want a wireless charger. We finally have two phones in our home that can benefit from wireless charging. So having mats around the house where you could just sort of drop a phone seems like a pretty cool thing. Uh, and I, yeah, I too am worried about the prices. I, I don't think a charge, a, an air power would be the sort of thing I would go and get on the first day. Let the reviewers hack at it and find out whether it bursts into flames or whatever. But but uh, there's a very good chance I would would get one. Um, cases, because I carry my phone in a case, which is also a problem for wireless charging in some cases, uh, I'm not in the market for a battery case. I was, when did I have a Mophie last? I think it might have been my iPhone 6S and I enjoyed it, but uh, I am a big fan of wallet cases and that's not compatible with battery packs. But uh, yeah, bring on all the wiring op- wireless charging options from Apple, please. Yeah, I'm eagerly awaiting um, the AirPower device because I do think it's cool to be able to have uh, a place to sit down, you know, three different things and just have them charge. Uh, whether that actually ends up happening, who knows, but that would be super cool to have. Um, as far as the battery cases go, I find it fascinating that they've made them for all of the devices, uh, the, you know, the, the iPhones that they have available right now. There are plenty of people who. Uh, have to go long periods of time without being able to connect and charge. And so I think this is a great option for them. Me, most of the time working from home, I have a place where I can uh, charge my devices. And right now my iPhone is sitting on a charging pad as well, angled, yes, uh, that sits on my desk. And uh, I think that you know, for me, it's not such a big deal, but for the folks who do need that extra juice, whether they're playing Pokemon Go or they, I don't know, talk on the phone a lot or watch Netflix when they should be entering data into spreadsheets, who knows, <laughs> uh, then they've got that extra juice to get them through the day. And I think that's great. Uh, any last thoughts on that, Ish? Yeah, so when wireless charging first came out, I hedged my bets because I didn't think the air power would be right around the corner. I thought it might take a little bit. So I bought like really cheap uh, Qi chargers that aren't very powerful. They don't do like the fast charging at 7.5. They're like the lower uh, wattage ones. So I have a couple of those waiting around for the air power. And that enables kind of my fantasy solution in which I, when traveling to like WWDC, I have like all these things to plug in. I just have like one mat, charge all the things. And then I would initially a pretty big hater on that uh battery pack case because it's ugly but um the utility of being able to go like all through wwdc and not have to worry about battery would be kind of awesome so wrap my phone in that bad boy slap it on the chi charger because that the case is chi also um so yeah i'm actually still looking forward to them but i it's a lot longer than i expected so yeah, the downside with those cases is always for me is like eventually you you know you got to get a new phone and it doesn't fit in the case anymore. That's what happened to my Mophie. It was a little right. sad. All right, well that is four topics down, which means we have time for a bonus topic. This episode of Clockwise is brought to you by ExpressVPN. Look, we've seen a lot in the media lately about online security breaches, so it's only natural that you worry about where your data goes, especially when something as simple as sending an email can put your private information at risk. 
Chances are you're being tracked by social media sites, marketing companies, and possibly even your internet provider. And not only can they record your browsing history, they can also sell it to people who want to profit from your info. Well, the good news is you can take back your privacy with ExpressVPN. ExpressVPN works by securing and anonymizing your internet browsing. It encrypts your data and hides your public IP address. You can turn on ExpressVPN protection with just one click. The easy-to-use apps run seamlessly in the background of your computer, your phone, and your tablet, and it costs less than $7 a month. ExpressVPN is rated the number one VPN service by TechRadar, and it even comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. If you ever use public Wi-Fi, and frankly, we all do, and you want to keep the bad guys away from your data, you need ExpressVPN. I was thrilled with just how easy ExpressVPN was to set up in just a couple of clicks. I had ready to go. Now, whenever I'm at a coffee shop, I'm just a button away from having my information secured. Protect your online activity today by going to expressvpn.com clockwise. If you don't want your online history in the hands of your internet provider or data resellers, ExpressVPN is the answer. By going to expressvpn.com clockwise, you can get three months free with a one-year package. Once again, that's expressvpn.com clockwise for three extra months free with a one-year package. Our thanks to ExpressVPN for their support of Clockwise and all of Relay FM. All right, bonus topic time. You know, let's go general this week. What is your favorite animal? Doesn't have to be a specific animal or even a domestic one, or heck, doesn't even have to be a real one. Shelly? I love tigers. It's a combination of beauty and strength and fierceness that I love. And I also have a friend who runs a pub called the Tigress Pub. So all the symbolism is right there for tigers. I have reparations I need to make. Um, For a long time, I have... I have said some very mean things about koalas. Um, <laughs> yeah, everyone knows. Learned, you're, you're on record. It's a matter of... As one does. Yeah. I, I, I am on record as being pretty horrible to koalas because a long time ago, I was talking to a uh, friend of the show, Russell Ivanovich, and he lives in Australia, and he sent me a video of a koala making a growling sound. And if you've ever heard a koala growl, it is terrifying, and it is not what you'd expect a koala to make, and it really freaked me out. And then he proceeded to tell me about some of the things that uh, happen to koalas. And so for the longest time, it has to do with um, how they are susceptible to STDs, and they spread them to other koalas. And for the long, so for the longest time, I had this like really low opinion of koalas until I learned uh, it was actually my partner who taught me that koalas are prone to chlamydia and are uh, like dying out because of deforestation caused by humans, which has caused them to only be able to mate with uh, each other in very small areas, which is causing less variance, which means that they can only eat eucalyptus in certain places. It's really horrible out there to be a koala, and it's all our fault, and then I'm being mean to them. It's horrible. So I feel like it's, it's required that I say my favorite animal as a koala in my heart it's a dog but for the purpose of reparations wow. it's a koala you, you know what you're not gonna like it when i tell you about drop bears micah <laughs> <laughs> oh god uh those aren't real don't believe it people or are they <laughs> stay woke uh so yes koala is my answer ish what's your favorite animal um most recently the otter because otters are just adorable Oh, they, Love are, so them. they are adorable. That's my fiance's favorite. Um, 
I when I was a kid, I really loved cheetahs just because they could run so fast. Um, but as an adult, I have to admit a certain fondness for the red panda, which is gen- yes. generally adorable and just such a playful scamp of a creature. I ever I'm sad though because like when my fiance used to live in Washington D.C., we'd go to the National Zoo every once in a while, and invariably the red pandas were like not out at the times Aww. that we were there and so we'd go to the enclosure and we'd be like peeking all around like where are the red pandas Aww. they aren't and it was very sad so i need to i still i'm not sure i think i've seen them at some point in the past but it's been years i feel like i'm down on my fix so i don't think our favorite animals can be in a room together i'm saying I probably a bad <laughs> idea yeah uh i'm not an animologist uh so i don't know for sure <laughs> Mm. Oh. That's, a, that's a word, right? That's a, well a, a job. It's a job I could have. Okay. All right. We have reached the end. Hard as it is to believe of this episode of Clockwise, all that remains is for us to thank our fantastic guests, Shelley Brisbane, host of Parallel. Thank you so much for being here. It was a pleasure. Thank you. And Ish Shabazz, thank you so much for joining us. You did a fantastic job today. Thanks. A lot of fun. And Micah, we've reached the end of another show. I don't know how you feel about that. I feel good. I'm ticking the talk. I'm walking the walk and somehow fitting in some gum. Man. All right. Okay. I got to bring up my game. That's what I'm learning here. (laughs) Well, until next time, we will remind all of you listening out there, watch what you say. And keep watching the clock. Bye, everybody.